Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 345. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, my weekend, then we're going to get to Tony's weekend. I went up to Mammoth and uh, got in a round of golf. Uh, last of the season up there, in fact. They uh, closed that place down uh, just a couple days ago on Sunday. So got out there for an 8.15 tee time, and it's maybe 8.10 at this point. I'll checked in doing some uh, practice putting, waiting to tee off. The group in front of us is halfway in the fairway after their tee off. Um, and a guy comes out of the clubhouse and is like, hey, and everyone, uh, like, there's one other guy, and then my uh, my dad, my brother, and brother in law on the, on the putting green look up, and it's like, I don't, we don't know this guy. And he's like, no, look out there. And we look the other way to the one of the greens fairways next to the first green uh, or first fairway. Not a large black bear, but a black bear just kind of walking across. It's like, oh, wow. Like, most I've ever seen is a deer. I don't play very often mountain areas that was my first time up there playing so that was spectacular um and he's just walking along minding his business this morning thing and then on the other side of the first green uh fairway a deer or two is seen and uh, one jets out into the fairway and crosses the opposite direction it looks like he's getting chased by a dog i have all this on film too because i was already filming the bear um so a pretty amazing start to the round and uh the putting was very difficult but uh the elevation up there that ball i was like uh you know rory mcelroy or dustin johnson or whoever you want to say uh it was amazing i was when i was hitting it straight it was going very far i, I was very much enjoying playing out there it was a lot of fun trees and all the whole thing and i had 18 in about four hours which I'd say is on the, the faster side, so I, I definitely liked that. Uh, glorious. Get into golf if you don't golf. It's it's fun. Look out for bears. Yeah. You don't have to go to Mammoth to do it either. Nope. It's just nice if you do. Yeah. We were already going up there for the weekend, and uh, you know, why not? All right, Tony, uh, let's hear your story. Yeah, so the, this weekend I just... Uh was I uh, went to my my cousin got married had a nice little small wedding so I went to that which was a uh, nice it was local too um enjoyable little wedding definitely different from the wedding I was at the weekend before where it was in downtown LA and it was a lot of people this one was only like 60 people or something very personal but I got to see a lot of family that I don't ever get to see so that was a good time but uh the other fun part of my weekend was I uh house sat um the house uh, Sean and I used to live in our old recording house uh, producer Luke's house uh, they went out of town for uh, a relative's uh, 21st birthday in Vegas. So I got to watch um, the dog Bowser. And then also now that I don't know if we've brought it up before, but Luke's got chickens now. So, you know, it goes through this whole thing about like, you know, like what to do. So I'm like on a Friday, I was there with them. Like no eggs were laid and there's three chickens. They named them Monica, Phoebe and Rachel after the friends cast. And the funny thing is, too, is that. Uh, that uh sean's dog scared one the other day and that chicken has yet to lay an egg since <laughs> which was what about a week ago now sean 
Uh, yeah, just about. It was last Monday. So, which I think is really hilarious to think that a, a chicken can go into trauma and just not be able to focus to lay eggs. Trauma I don't know what by works a there. little eighteen-pound dog, which I guess is a big deal for yeah. a chicken. But. Yeah, for a you know six-pound chicken or whatever they are. But uh, so anyway, I uh, was there watching for the weekend. So I was there Friday night. Uh, no, like I said, no nothing going on. And then Saturday I was really busy because I was visiting family and then went to uh, uh, the wedding. So I didn't even have a chance to check on the chickens. So then Sunday, I decided to check on him for the first time. And I actually filmed it because I was like, wanted it to be a genuine reaction to see like what was going on. And I opened it up and sure enough, two eggs. Because the one that again, Sean's dog scared, still not laying eggs. But the other two have it in them still. They were not afraid of no dog. And so they, and it was pretty cool. So I grabbed them. It was like an exciting moment. I put them inside, put them in the, uh, producer Luke and his wife had a little, uh, you know, they have like a case of like, you know, free range organic eggs or whatever so i put them put them in there or whatever and put it on the countertop and you know as i left texted them and said hey uh yeah the chickens laid eggs i just put them in like you know whatever so the next day at work as i work with luke he was like hey did you eat those eggs and i'm like no why and he's like okay that means bowser did (laughs) oh boy so i guess uh somehow bowser i guess according to luke uh, jumped up, I mean, on the counter, which, you know, we Bowser's done before uh, plenty of times. He's eaten like a sack of potatoes. He's eaten all our Halloween candy. I think he ate one of our friends, uh, one of the Thanksgiving friends. dinners. Uh, but the, the fact that he got the eggs is just surprising to me because it's like, are they really, I mean, I know they have a good scent, but it, like, can you smell an egg? No, like eggshells are gross. And like, I, I so the other thing here is like, I don't know confirmation yet. I did text, uh, Luke's wife that I had left in there. I still think there's like a, a more than 50% chance that she actually already got to them before Luke. And then Luke just, just being Luke just did not know so that they, they were taken care they of. Eat these eggs. Like yeah. Make them for breakfast or something. I believe so. Yes. Okay. And by, I believe so. I mean, yes, they do. Cause he's not going to like a farmer's market or something. No side business. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, so that was a, uh, that was my exciting, uh, little weekend. Pretty good. Oh boy. That was her. All right, Andy, uh, Warner Brothers is for sale. Uh, there's some rumors that, yeah, because it's just not working as well as they thought with this uh, new company and everything, that uh, they might look for a buyer. Um, and, yeah, part of this news came out of, like, weird Jason Momoa, Amber Heard stuff that's been going around. Um, but, yeah, you can look into that if you want. Um, Aquaman 2 shit, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, one of the rumors is that uh, Universal could be interested uh, which would make a lot of sense because Universal is, um, you know, they have Peacock, NBC. Uh, Peacock's not doing that well. So Max uh, would absorb to Peacock? Yeah. So if you merge those two companies together, that, that's that's a lot of stuff now. Just re-up um, my year subscription to Peacock. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's $60 like it, versus $16 a month for HBO. Yeah. Well, and the other thing with HBO is um, I actually, for the first time, tried out their... Um, the sports they just added sports Ooh. so uh that includes uh the baseball uh baseball playoffs or the nl playoffs uh you could watch through uh max now um that's for free now or it's included but it'll be ten dollars extra next spring but uh yeah you'll be able to watch the hockey games on tnt and the basketball games on tnt but um yeah, so I think if, if all those companies kind of merge it's a lot more attractive uh they'll be able to offer more um, and yeah, Universal is is owned by Comcast, and so they have plenty of money. That's a, a giant conglomerate that you know sells the internet. So, 
uh, that that could happen, and you can some of that bad buzz around Warner Brothers and HBO could go away if they just sell themselves. I mean, do they have a TV show coming out? Um, anytime, I mean, yeah, anytime soon yeah, that people are I, excited about. I don't know. I don't know what their stuff is. I can. I could probably check, but it was a yeah. heyday, I guess, when we were younger. HBO was just. It was the place. It was. That's what you did on Sunday night. Was you watched the greatest lineup of TV history. Now, I think one of the problems with, with TV these days is how long it takes to get a next season. Because yeah, around this time last year, I think maybe late late summer last year, they had a House of the Dragon, the the Game of Thrones prequel, and that was a big hit for them. And it's like, why does it take five hundred years to make another season of it? Um, that's just how it goes now these days, and it just kind of you ruin momentum. I don't know. Sopranos came out every year um, until the end, I believe. But like these new shows, it's like we're taking four years off before we have another season. It's like it, it's it's rough. I blame Avatar. <laughs> it's a it's a movie, but. Um, sure. I don't know. It's just, yeah, like every every week, really, I'm like, why do I pay for HBO every month? Like, Valkyrie, I couldn't watch because the audio is shit. I'll get, I didn't even want to mention The Exorcist for what I was watching. I watched it, and I see you have it. Spoilers. Uh, so I'll, I'll touch on it. But again, the audio is awful. I, I don't have that problem with any other streaming service, so gotta be them. There's no reason to keep it continuously because they don't release shows that I want to watch. I don't know. So from what I'm seeing, HBO doesn't have like anything coming out at the, this year. Um, True Detective season four was supposed to come out, and they delayed it because of the the strikes and whatever. So they're just kind of like punting on the rest of the year. And so I'll probably be pausing that for a while. Like I said, I'm just adds up i don't watch it why keep it you can add it later when you want it i mean they just put out um our flag means death season two i haven't started but that was one of my favorite shows that even is um it's a pirate show with um darby yeah no never Hmm. got in there's too much stuff too it's like i want a sopranos level show um and then yeah it's a comedy it's a different thing but yeah all right well what what is heat two robert de niro uh, because well, there's like I mean, 12 that, movies called Heat or Red Heat or The Heat. So <laughs> no, which, which is, heat is it? It is that heat. It Thoughts is Michael Mann's Heat. Uh, Michael Mann wrote a sequel to Heat. Wonderful. Uh, came out a couple years ago. Um, he wrote the book and he has said, yeah, he, that is going to be the next project he works on. Um, he is in his 80s, um, but he is he is working again. It was Ridley Scott. And, yeah. So he is working again. He said that'll be his next project. So the, the, the Heat 2 novel is uh, kind of like a Godfather 2 situation where it is um, a follow-up to Val Kilmer's character, yeah. um, as well as a prequel featuring a y- like younger versions of So would of that be Pacino like Austin Butler or something playing Val Kilmer? Yeah, so so that's going to be, there's going to be someone playing, and that, that's supposed to take place in like 2000, and then in the, it'll be in the 80s will be the younger De Niro Pacino um, stuff, and um, he just worked with Adam Driver on Ferrari, and the rumors are, yeah, he'd bring him back for one of those roles. Um, I guess he could do either one. Um, although he is like seven foot tall, and you know, Pacino yeah, and Nero well, aren't. Make but. Tom Cruise look tall, so they can reverse <laughs> it. Yeah, I guess so. Just put everyone um, else yeah, on that, an Apple box. That's pretty cool. That um, you know, I like crime movies. So. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good movie. All right, well, yeah, I know you talked about that a while ago too, so. 
we'll keep you updated. Um, there's no Daily Show. Uh, well, there's no sh- no host. So the Daily Show is supposed to be back with the writer strike. So uh, Trevor Noah left as host last year. Um, oh. And ever since then, they've been having guests hosts, and they haven't f- hired a permanent host. Um, and one of the main candidates was a comedian, uh, Hassan Minaj, who was on The Daily Show, but had left and has been a successful stand-up. He kind of, like, self-canceled himself, um, not for the usual stuff, but he, in an interview, he talked about how, like, all of the, the stories he tells in his comedy are fake. Um and people are very upset, and it seems like he's kind of fucked himself on that, which is kind of like we all knew that when stand-up com- comics do their their bits that they're kind of exaggerating, but he just kind of straight up made stuff up, um, and that's like a problem. Um, but one of the other main candidates, a guy who's been guest hosting a lot, um, has been with the show for for a while now, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, they did not offer him the the show, and he has decided to just go separate ways and leave. Uh, so it's there's they've got no one right now. It's kind of a weird situation that uh, you know that, that's what I think the fans wanted was just hire this guy. He's the been the best of the guest hosts. He's been with the show for a while, uh, but that's not going to happen. So um, strange situation. I don't know. They're trying to lowball people or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, got a lot of turmoil and uh, stuff going on in the movies and ever. It seems like every day yeah. a new entity goes on strike. Um, so weirdness. Yeah. And that's such a, cause everything is changing. And it's like, I think even said, like, does this show even need to exist as a late night show? Like the, the daily show, like, I thought it, that was on at like noon. No, the daily show has always been 11 o'clock and you know, you have a, a guy at the end to promote something and it's kind of like, does it need to be that it's kind of a news thing. And, um, yeah. So it's like, what will they even do going forward? Um, it's called the Daily Show. It probably doesn't need to be a Daily Show, but it's called the Daily Show. That's kind of kind of you know painting themselves in a the corner there with that do name, that but. weird British guys thing the the week, yeah once a week. Show. And he, yeah, that's what he did. It was like I'm going to do the Daily Show, but it'll be once a week, but 22 weeks a year. The guy like, from oh, uh, the Love Guru. <laughs> well, he's from the Daily Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. never seen it. Okay, well, yeah, John Oliver, who you're referring to was on The Daily Show for many years, and he took over as host for Jon Stewart for about six months. Um, well, Jon Stewart was on, like, vacation, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but he was so good at it, Daddy. HBO's like, just do this show for us. And he's like, cool, okay. Interesting. All right, yeah. well, I'm sure they'll figure it out, or, or they won't. Uh, Exorcist sequels. Uh, yeah, so I, I hate talking about reviews, especially in a movie I haven't seen or other people hasn't seen. Because I think people should have their own opinion on it. Oh, yeah. Um, but The Exorcist sequel that came out this past week got very bad reviews. Not mixed reviews. Very, very bad reviews. And when I, when I saw the first bad review, I'm like, okay, you know, it's probably a guy who doesn't like it, whatever. And then when all of them came in as bad, it kind of tells you something. Uh, so, yeah, not a, not a great situation there. That's disappointing to me. I, I, want, I want every movie, movie to be good. Um, but I definitely wanted this one to be good. Um so, yeah, the story now is they paid Universal paid four hundred million dollars to get the rights to make these movies. Uh, I think that includes the production budgets. I don't think they paid just four hundred million dollars for a license, um, but they are very committed to making a trilogy of movies just like they did with Halloween. Um, so despite the fact that this last one didn't do well critically, they're still going to make more of them. Uh, but now the question is, are they going to 
go ahead with the same creative team here. So David Gordon Green, uh, who directed the Halloween movies, has also directed this this last one. He kind of seems ready, like, I'll move on. Like, I don't need to actually do these if you don't want me to do them. Um, and that's maybe for the best. Find a new voice there. Um, apparently, there's already a sequel, or there's already a script for the sequel, uh, which is already dated for 2025. Um, I don't know if that's they're going to keep that. Um, again, that's this is the team. It's, it's such a weird situation. Uh, it's the creative team behind the Righteous Gemstones. So, like, Danny McBride is part of response partly responsible for coming up with the stories of these movies which is like a weird situation um kenny powers is is writing exorcist movies um but the thing is that's a i love that show and i love when david gordon green actually directs the episodes he directs about half of the episodes for that show uh the guy's really good at his job he knows how to direct i don't know why this movie wasn't that successful but um basically there will be more sequels to this film so uh another opportunity to make something good this time um so it's it's disappointing that they didn't make a good one especially when it's like russell crowe made a better exorcist movie than you guys you know like they, that just came out this year streaming guys, somewhere isn't it yeah i think it's on netflix you yeah got, I, I watched it on netflix you guys got one-upped by uh the pope's exorcist here um, i mean come on they have a leg up with russell in there come on yeah but they don't, they don't have the brand i guess but yeah. Uh, but they'll still be made. That's the point. They paid a lot of money. They're going to make these ones. Speaking of Russell Brand, uh, Gladiator just popped up on my Netflix. Uh, they just got it. Uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Brand? <laughs> yeah, whoever. You know what I mean. It's just locked for me. Don't get the six ninety nine subscription to Netflix because you can't watch actual movies. You can only watch the Netflix shit on here. Oh, yeah. They, they knew what they were doing. It's just mean. Yeah. Their stuff should be free. And then you should pay for everything else. So I want to watch Reptile. Benicio. Benicio Del Toro's movie on there that popped up. It's brand new. Reptile? It's called Reptile, I think. Is it about the Mortal Kombat character? I don't think so. I think it's about real fun stuff, Andy. Thriller. Benicio Del Toro. Justin Timberlake, Andy. You're going to love that. What? And Alicia Silverstone. Oh, my God. A clueless sequel. A detective unravels a murder case where nothing is as it seems it never is, is it? <laughs> yeah, so there's your true detective uh movie um okay well if we're wrapping up with the exorcist sequels we're gonna get no we have trailers horizon Evan we do have Costner. a couple trailers yeah uh first look at horizon an american saga so this is a the project that kevin costner has been working on the one he you know demanded to leave yellowstone for um a western epic um, this is two movies at, at least at minimum that these are confirmed, uh, coming out for, for Warner brothers next summer, June 28th and August 16th, uh, part one and part two, but that might be, there might be more. Uh, this was originally announced as a 10 hour, um, movie, I guess <laughs> like multi-part movie. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case here. Um, but I trust Kevin Costner here. He's like, I need to make the big, great American Western in modern days. Like, yeah. Let him do it. Like, give him the money. Uh, give him time off from. He's a good Western guy. Yeah, just go ride your horses out in in Montana and film some shit. Um, you could tell they from this little, very small bit we saw. It's like, yeah, they're filming uh, Monument Valley and the Great Plains and all kinds of great stuff from you know the Western United States. So, uh, yeah, still a long 
long way away here, but we know it's real now. And as yep. we saw in the trailer, a lot of people are going to be in these movies. So it's going to be wonderful. I mean, he is a treasure. Um, and he didn't fully graduate from our high school, but he went to our high school. Did you know that, by the way, Andy? I just recently learned that he didn't. He transferred. Uh, I think his senior year. <laughs> Hilarious. I knew he went to multiple. I thought he graduated though from Villa Park. I think I was told he did not. Yeah. Now I don't know how credible my. No, I, don't know, I feel like when you look it up, it says Villa Park, so I feel like somebody's wrong. He did Maybe. graduate from Cal State Fullerton, so there you go. At least I think. I don't know. He went there at least. Someone has a computer here, Andy. Yeah, this is not important. Oh, it's very important. I'm doing it then. Uh, Villa Park and Mount Whitney High School. Uh, Mount Whitney is way the fuck out there. Yeah. Oh, it's on the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. He hiked it. Sean was closer to Mount Whitney than us. I passed it. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was snowing up there. It wasn't, but it, it seemed like it could have been. It was very cloudy. Um, okay, and then let's talk about Night Swim. So uh, Night Swim is uh, coming out January 5th next year. So that's, that's uh, next year already. Uh, it's the same slot as a film called Megan. So they're trying to recreate the success here. Uh, same team here. Uh, James Wan producing a Blumhouse movie. Uh, kind of cheesy horror premise. Uh, Night Swim is about a pool that kills people. So uh, you can go see <laughs> that like trailer. A episode. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's a, a woman's out there swimming in the pool at nights. and then, there's not a fence around this pool, we're going to have a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Larry David will get sued for it, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it seems like they know what they're doing. These January is always kind of a weird dumping ground for things. And it's like, yeah, have a, a cheesy horror premise in January and it'll probably do well. Um, but, yeah, what I got to say, James Wan is like the most successful man in Hollywood right now. If you look back at his year, that, yeah, started out with Megan. Um, but also, he doesn't have to do any work, and he just gets paid. Um, because there's been a, um, what's the Patrick Wilson thing? Uh, Insidious. Insidious 5 came out. That was a series that he created way back when. Uh, Saw 10 came out. Uh, another series he created way back in the day. Um, and then The Nun 2. Also, he's responsible for the Conjuring universe. I'm going to sp- say he spent... A total of four hours total uh, being an executive producer on all of those movies and uh, gets paid good money to do nothing. Um, and then he's got Aquaman 2 coming out, too. So a big year for him. He seems to be like one of the, the most powerful man in uh, cheesy horror movies. So, uh, Andy, we have, another, we have breaking news. Uh, Kevin Costner oh. did graduate from Villa Park High School in 1973. Good. And, uh, how, who broke that news for us? <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, he played baseball there with Dennis Burt. What about what? with uh, Aaron Boone? He <laughs> played for the... Right? No, they went to El Dorado, huh? Minnesota Twins. They lived in Villa Park. No, Aaron and Boone went to Villa Park. He oh, did graduate. Boone went to El Dorado. Yeah. You know who else went to El Dorado, Andy? You're going <laughs> to enjoy this really quickly. Do you remember the pitcher, Brett Tomko? Yeah. So the, the reason I know that is because I played summer league basketball my uh, freshman year and he had El Dorado's high school record for most basketball points in the game with like 56 or something like that. And then he would go on to be a professional pitcher. So when you're an athlete in high school, you're an athlete in high school. You know what I mean? He also you know did graduate I mean? <laughs> from Cal State Fullerton. Andy, you are correct. So he did get his degree. Good for him, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, now that we cleared that up, um, were we done talking about Night Swim? 
Yeah, yeah, Nightswing. Right, very good. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. You're going to get 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. Is the dog leash you've been waiting for. Uh, So, as I said earlier, I have basically half of one and Andy has the same one as well. So that's about it for me. So I I have one that's the same as Andy. I only have one it's the same as Andy's also. So should we... Just have Andy, Andy just maybe do one, off. and then you guys can do yours yeah, I'll just together, and then I'll do I'll mine with Andy's. Take care of this. Yeah. yeah let's start with uh, The House of the Devils. Okay, the, so I guess we'll do ours uh, first. A horror movie that I watched on Peacock with uh, Tony last week. Uh, it is uh, from Ty West, who uh, did X and Pearl. Uh, it is his first film, I believe, and it is a very low-budget indie film. Um, I talked earlier. It's from this movement from, like, the late 2000s uh, that's, like, very low-budget, very, like, small scripts just let people kind of improv um like the duplass brothers were were big in lena dunham of girls uh joe swanberg i think was his name um and then part of this was uh greta gerwig you know the most successful director of the year with barbie um she got her start in this uh little movement as well and uh she was she was in this movie not the main character but the, the friend of the main yeah, character. Yeah, she was there for about like, half hour. <laughs> yeah, classic horror setup, of course. Um, it's like, well, that's... Fun. The friend that's telling you it was a bad decision to yeah. go... Um, so it's a, it's a very small movie where just, yeah, a college girl takes a, uh, a babysitting job. When she gets there, the guy reveals, actually, it's not for kids. Uh, there's an old woman upstairs, and I just want you to stay here and make sure nothing happens here. Um, and then, uh, as the name implies, it, something bad happens here. It's... Uh, it is the house of the devil. Yeah, it is low budget. It is slow. I mean, it's a short movie, but it is like everything happens in the last 20 minutes. It's one of those things. And it's yeah. kind of just setting up. But yeah, yeah, you can tell like, okay, there's there's some talent here. And um, I think what's interesting, I've, I think we did look up that the main actress hasn't done too much. Um, yeah, a lot like, of little oh, random horror movies. I could see, yeah, I could see you're doing a lot of horror stuff. Um, but yeah, it didn't didn't work out we liked it the guy playing i guess he's the bad guy just a really tall man yeah um very creepy but a known guy though too right didn't he say he's another i remembered him from he was he played um the killer in manhunter which was the hannibal lecter movie before anthony hopkins the one with um brian cox he played the 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 tooth fairy killer i think was what they called that Ooh, the tooth fairy killer yeah I was like, hey, but he's been in some other stuff. Just a tall guy. Yeah, he was a tall guy. But yeah, it was it was decent. It wasn't it was enjoyable, just a little random. Yeah. Peacock's got a lot of movie. a lot of weird horror stuff on there, like low budget stuff looks like. So um, Yeah. Alrighty. Um yeah, I'll do another one here that is not something Sean can chime in on. This is actually a, a new movie in theaters, small release. Um didn't make much money, but yeah, just probably probably pretty limited. It's a called the Royal Hotel. Um, it is from an Australian director, uh, Kitty Green, I think is her, her name. Um, I liked her last movie called The The Assistant, which was um, kind of a movie about Harvey Weinstein, where it's about the assistant just in the in the there, like taking all the calls and like you never actually see the the monster be 
behind there, but uh, I thought it was a good movie. So this is the follow-up here. Uh, it was a starring Julia Garner and Jessica Henwick as two American girls who, um, I guess, is a real program in Australia. But they went to Australia and they they took like jobs, like, um, and they end up working as bartenders in a mining town in the in the outback, so way out in like rural Australia where nothing is. Um, and it's this bar run by um, Hugo Weaving, you know, from The Matrix and Lord of the Rings. Great Australian actor and just uh, just a real, real uh, crotchety old man here in this in this role. Just he was perfect for this this role. And it, it was a very, very good movie. Um, it is it's horror in the in the sense that it is real life horror. There's no demons or magic or anything. Um, but just the idea of these two girls in their twenties, uh, you know, tending bar for a bunch of, uh, weird Australian miners and just kind of, um, what could go wrong? Everything could go wrong. They're just a bunch of lonely, horny men, um, in the middle of nowhere. And these girls are kind of left on their own. And it's just, like I said, like kind of a real life horror situation, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was very good. There's actually, there's a documentary that this was based on. So I watched um, a couple clips of that just to see like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so this was, this is a real thing where it's just like foreigners can go take service jobs in Australia in exchange to be able to just hang out in Australia for six months and, and plenty of people do it. So, um, but yeah, that's called the Royal Hotel. Um, I would think that'll be on Hulu in the next six months because it was, it was another neon film. So um, I, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Very good. All right. Well, do you want to end with the Exorcist film series? Um, Let's do it. Because not only did I watch the first Exorcist, oh, I boy. watched one of the sequels. It came uh, back for more. Yeah. Not, not the new one though. I will, I'll talk about ex- the other Exorcist sequel that I did watch. Um, but yeah, well, you want to talk about the, the original movie from 1973? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Great movie. I actually dressed as the exorcist. <laughs> I dressed as Reagan. Uh, well, you, you guys were at that Halloween you party. You dressed as the possessed person. You didn't. Well, yes. You didn't dress as Max von Sydow. <laughs> Excuse me? Max von Sydow, the exorcist. The actual exorcist. Priest. Like the priest? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then well, I dressed as. The you're right. I, oh, that's why then I said Reagan right <laughs> yes. after that. You just were not listening. I said right after that, I said. Now, if you want to know a fun fact, you know, Max von Sydow only died like a few years ago. Um, he was only, he was in his early 40s and they had a. A few years ago? Yeah. yeah. He was in Knives Out. No, he was only in his early 40s a few years ago? No, no, he was, well, he was in early 40s when he made the movie. He's the one that jumps out the window, right? But he looks no, like the, he's. The older one. Yeah. Oh, the older the old one. Guy oh, so they gave him makeup. 90. They gave him old old age makeup. So he was still alive um, as of just a few years ago. Oh, in 2020. I would not have expected that. Yeah, pretty crazy. The the young priest though, he died like pretty quickly after the movie. I thought, right or something, or I, I don't know. I know that the he died. The guy who dies, the guy who dies in the not the beginning, but like the middle of the movie. The guy the that director, jumps out the window. I thought. Um, no, he was he was actually an Exorcist three, so he's oh, okay. still he's still alive. Um, the the guy who plays the director, who was like the first guy to die. Okay, he died a week after his filming the movie. Like he was dead before the movie came out. No, they're, they're, so there's like so the original Exorcist talks a lot about uh, weird things that happened. Like somebody died on set or something like that. Like someone got hit by one. Someone got hit by a motor or was on a motorcycle and got hit by a car or something. There's a lot of weird shit that happened with that movie. 
but uh yeah that's a it's a classic though it's a good one i've seen it a couple times now yeah, yeah it's like definitely I, older had audio problems so I, I turned on the subtitles um i definitely didn't get as much out of the movie because of that but it's still good i liked i don't like today's horror movies are here's a loud sound or here's a jump scare. That's nine times out of ten all you get in these movies today. Um, they're very cheap, and it's in poor taste, in my opinion. We expect better if you want your movie to be reviewed well. Anyone can do a jump scare. It doesn't take anything. Uh, so I liked that. It also, though, it's from the 70s. So uh, like, a, if you're 17, you don't have the you know f- mental fortitude to hang on to this movie because it's it's a slow burn. You don't have you know everyone has the like four second mind, so keep that in mind. Alrighty, yeah, it's it's very much like I don't want to say an, an investigation, but it's kind of like a lot of the movie is about like well what's really wrong and you're, it's not like the bodies are piling up or anything. It's yeah slowly building up to uh, the final act there where you actually finally bring in the the veteran exorcist there, but. Um, I ended up, I, I bought the the new 4K that came out like last month. Uh, I watched both the director's cut and the original cut uh, just to kind of compare uh, the two there. And it's like a 10 minute difference. Director's cut's a little longer. I think the original is probably better just because of cutting 10 minutes gets you a little, gets you there a little quicker. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff in the director's cut that um, was significant, uh, the sound design that like the movie has great, like little creepy things going in the background in places that it doesn't belong, like maybe just a scene that's normal and you hear kind of like a scream in the background. Uh, they really ramped that up in the director's cut. Uh, the director's cut also has kind of a more optimistic ending, which actually flows into The Exorcist 3. So um, in, the, in the director's cuts, um, so in the original cut, the, the other priest who's not part of The Exorcism at all just kind of sees the family off. And it's like, kind of like, all right, well, what's going to happen? He, he looks down the stairs and, the, and cut to credits. But in the director's cut, um, the family leaves and the detective comes by the house. And he's like, oh, you just missed him. And then the detective's like, hey, Mr. Priest, you like movies? Because like he did the same thing with the, the original priest. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, I guess so. And then they become friends. And that's like, it's kind of a weird ending for a movie, but that's that's the director's cut ending. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because uh, that goes directly into Exorcist 3. So The Exorcist 3 came out in 1990. So okay. 17 years after the original movie. Um, and it returns two characters, the detective and that other priest. And they are still friends. They still go to the movies together. Um, but the, the premise here of Exorcist 3 is um, there is a serial killer out there committing... Richard Ramirez? No, it's actually... It's based on the Zodiac. They call it the Gemini Killer. So they never caught him, right? Technically, but they think they think they know who it was. That's like the thing they know who Jack the Ripper was. Sure. <laughs> That's in, it's history, though. Um, but the this killer is doing, like, religiously themed kills. Like, someone gets uh, crucified and some, uh, a priest is murdered... And it's kind of this detective character, and they, they, it's two new actors. Uh, but the detective this time is played by uh, George C. Scott, like one of the, one of the greats, uh, General Patton. Uh, he's incredible because he's just an old, bitter man just yelling at people. Uh, I think it's just a, a great performance from him. Um, 
but yeah, it, it turns out there's a serial killer, and is a serial killer actually? Uh, he he was the detective. The serial killer was active in the early seventies, and then they caught him and executed him. So how is this new person doing the same style kills when they ever never released to the press like the the signatures from that killer? Yeah, and so he's like gets caught up in this investigation and is like, is this related to uh, what happened there back in the original film? Um, brings back some other characters, but uh, yeah, has some good stuff there. Because um, I've always heard the Exorcist sequels are bad. Don't watch them. But then I saw that this one actually a lot of people defend. And yeah, I watched it. I thought it was really, really good. So that's uh, the Exorcist 3. Um, Very I don't good. Know where it is. I watched it on the Criterion channel. I don't know if it's available somewhere else, bad. like Amazon or something. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Very good. All right. Well, uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, we covered it. Well, you've been listening to episode 345 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Uh, thank you. And Tony Katz. Thank you very much. See you later.